Good morning, my friends. Skip here in a somewhat whispered tone. Uh, it is 5.45 on a very pleasant uh, Tuesday morning in May of 2021. Uh, the world is really waking back up from the uh, trial and tribulation of the uh, virus uh, and how it has responded. Uh, I sit here fully vaccinated uh, and it, it's, it really does seem like an awakening of sorts. Um, at some point, I think after some time passes, I'll, uh, I'll probably say more about how we as a collective uh, species that projects reality dealt with the virus. But for today, I want to talk about uh, the human brain and how powerful it is. Uh, I, I don't think we fully comprehend how powerful it is. Now, I will tell you that I have uh, taken college-level classes in the biology of the brain the biology of psychology, if you will. Uh, but I'm no expert, and I'm no medical doctor. Uh, I know what I know, and I don't know uh, what I don't know. And uh, so, you know, as with all of these podcasts, I'm simply going to offer you my projection, my thought, my theory, uh, take it or leave it. As I have said and will say, I have nothing to sell here. Uh, I just am sharing a, a singular theory. And as I have said in the prior podcast, uh, I will in some way each podcast reiterate what the theory is so that it just is there. So you know if you're new to this podcast, this episode, or if you're new to the theory, uh, which ultimately is not new, it's just a, a, a sort of amalgamation of, of other theories put together, uh, articulated in a different way, probably. Uh, but my theory is this, that, that we do live in a simulation, uh, a simulated reality. We don't live in the world of the real, but that's not because of some uh, artificial intelligence or some alien. It's because of us, because out of uh, losing touch with ourselves, uh, our authenticity, who we really are, and at the same time having a very powerful computing system called a human brain that does create reality, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we, we find ourselves caught in a world of dualism, uh, in a world of opposites, right and wrong, good and bad, light and dark, all the metaphors, <clears throat> all the uh, ways to understand that. Some are valuable, some are not. The fact of the matter is, uh, the way we humans understand reality, <coughs> excuse me, 
is through the process of comparison, through the process of dualism, through the process of us and them, uh, be it uh, relationships with our family, our spouses, our partners, our kids, uh, our parents, to uh, global relationships. Uh, Right now, in May of 2021, we saw the most recent conflict between Israel and Palestine. And, you know, putting aside all the political stuff, which is all dualism, it's all comparison stuff, you know, that's really what we're talking about is this us and them, this inability to live out of a different space. And you can look back through history and or look back through your personal history or look back through your family's history and see that we have never been able to escape uh, dualistic thinking. And there's a reason for that. And I want to talk about how the brain creates that today. Uh, one of the things I did find out in uh, my psychology classes uh, that I sort of knew but really didn't completely understand was how powerful the human mind is. And I'm going to use mind and brain here interchangeably. At some point, we'll talk about consciousness too, but um, I'm really talking about the gray matter inside your skull. Uh, A a biological uh, piece of the human body that is full of synapses, uh, full of um, different parts that process reality and we're very much aware of the fact that the human brain processes reality. Uh, you know, we, we have cognitive function in the prefrontal cortex. We have, you know, um, parts of our brain that process sight and hearing. Uh, we have parts of our brain that store memory. It, it is a profoundly complex, profoundly powerful uh, piece of of hardware, really, is really what it is. It is a, a hardwired, hardware piece of uh, technology uh, that <clears throat> has evolved over thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And as I said, we're very much aware of how that brain, how that biological technology processes reality. But I think what we're not as aware of, and in some ways we're just becoming fully aware of it, is how the brain produces reality, how it creates reality. Now, I'm not talking about creating matter. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't see any proof that the human brain can create a tree. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my tree in the backyard. Uh, you can hear the birds sing in my open window. Um, the human brain, I, I don't think, at least I'm not aware of its capacity to create the leaf on that tree. Um, maybe that's a future podcast. I don't know. What I am sure of is how my brain processes how I see that leaf and what I do with the information about that leaf. Uh, 
my brain, my auditory process, processes the birds you might be hearing in the background. And it's telling me about that bird and it's projecting. I believe that process, that process of processing and projecting is what the human brain is built for. Uh, that we are actually, can be, if we realize it, uh, conscious about it anyway, reality-making machines. Now, we are, whether we know it or not, we are always making reality. And the fact that we don't know that we're making reality is really why we have constructed the, the matrix, the, the false reality we, we find ourselves in. Um, so here's, here's what I mean by that, that last year, uh, when I got laid off from a factory job that I had, uh, because of COVID-19, uh, my wife and I spoke and, uh, I've got into to college. I got, went back to college now. That idea, the idea of going back to college, finishing this particular uh, part of my life, finally getting a degree in, in religion that I've been working on for so long, um, that idea ha was in my mind. It was discussed, planned out, thought, projected, and done. Now, I've got a few credits left, but I just finished a 16-credit semester, and those 16 credits are a result of the idea of going back to school. And therefore, I produced the reality. I had the idea. We organized the idea, my wife and I. Uh, we found the money, borrowed, uh, got scholarships, etc. I uh, then went back to school. And the credits that I have done so far are a result of that idea. That's creating reality. Let's say you want to get in shape and you get up every day and you work out. Eventually, you will get in better shape. It's a proven fact, uh, something I need to do desperately. Uh, the idea of getting into shape and then getting into shape is producing a different reality. Uh, let me see if I can't think of another example. Let's say you want to uh, marry your partner and you work up the courage to propose as I did 25 years ago and you propose to your partner and there's a car starting in the background, forgive me, uh, and a marriage happens, uh, maybe uh, if possible, children may come along uh, biological or adopted or however, uh, you uh, parent those children until they're adults. Uh, maybe they have kids, you become a grandparent. Because of that moment when you propose to your partner, what comes out of that is a family and all that families have to offer. And so you have produced a reality that wasn't there before. The children you may have weren't there before. The grandchildren you may have weren't there before. You have produced an actual reality out of a thought, out of a uh, 
piece of inspiration out of a concept. Um, one more example. Uh, I play guitar. Uh, I've been playing guitar for many years. I'm not that good at it. I, I do enjoy playing. I do enjoy writing some music. I, and I use, I'm using air quotes with writing. I just come up with chord progressions and, and record them. Uh, but uh, the idea of putting those chords together on guitar and then putting it on an audio file in my phone is producing a reality from an idea. Okay? So for me, it's pretty self-evident that we produce reality. We manifest reality. We have that power. And if you're conscious of it, if you're aware that you can do that, it's a very powerful instrument in your life. However, most people in this world don't realize they can do that. Most people in this world don't realize or don't see that as creating a reality. <clears throat> they may see it as changing their lives. They may see it as practicing a vocation. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergies. Um, some people may say, excuse me when I take a drink. Uh, some people may see it just as the way life is. You know, you go to school, you get married, uh, you play your guitar, and that's just the way life is. They don't put those two parts together. They don't realize that their brain is a reality-making machine. It's a reality-making piece of technology that we have developed in order to create a reality. And it is in that ignorance that we find ourselves caught in this matrix. Because, and here's the crux, my friends, because we're creating the reality whether we know it or not. Our brains are so efficient at creating reality that even if we're not consciously doing it, we are unconsciously doing it. And that is what has created the matrix. That is what has created the false reality of dualism that we find ourselves in. Again, I personally don't believe, you know, we are in some Minecraft game I believe life is a very real, very serious thing, but we have put a facade over it. We have covered it up with false thought, ignorance, and lack of awareness, and that has created a false reality. I contend that we human beings are not meant to live in dualism. We are not meant to live in us-or-them-ism we are meant to live in love and compassion and grace. Uh, and I'll go back to my first podcast of, of this series, of this particular um, The Matrix Has You podcasting. Uh, my very uh, first mystical experience, real profound experience, was of unconditional love back in the early 90s. And I, I believe that's our state. I believe I 
in that moment of absolute love, being surrounded by absolute love, I was stripped of the ego, stripped of the mechanism of creating reality just for a moment, and I was able to experience the real. I think that we humans are meant to live somewhere other than where war happens, where conflict happens, where demonization of others happen. And, and I think it's, for me anyway, uh, again, pretty self-evident stuff. It, this is nothing new, nothing radical, but maybe how I'm articulating it maybe is, I don't know. So, you know, in conclusion, uh, what I'm saying is that our brains make reality whether we like it or not. Very powerful electrical, uh, biological, uh, technological computers that we walk around, that we process uh, reality and we project reality through. Uh, and the sooner we understand that we can make reality, you know, we can learn to play a guitar, we can begin a family, we can go to college, we can make movies and music, and we can. Uh, go to the grocery store and buy potatoes, you know. As soon as we realize that all of those things are producing a reality and we see it as such, I think it gives us hope to be able to really focus on producing a reality of, of real love, of real hope and real compassion. So that's it, my friends. Uh, that's my... That's my take on how we produce the matrix. Uh, and uh, may you find your way out. Uh, and may this podcast, you know, if there's just one of you listening, or a thousand of you, or a million of you, who knows, uh, eventually, uh, may it help you find your way out of what is false into what is real. Because I'm convinced what is real is absolute and unconditional love. Take care, my friends. We will talk to you real soon.